<clears throat> so I'm sad. And this is take two because the first take I was not proud of. So as you can see from the title, I'm sad or you're sad or whatever. But it's sad, right? I'm everything sad or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, I'm sad. And I just wanted to make this episode, podcast, whatever. Because I wanted this to sort of be the final chapter in this book, I guess. I wanted this to be the last time that I talk about this in this way. I want this to be the last time where I'm really thinking about uh, what happened and what I did or what we did or whatever. Or whatever happened. Like when I do talk about this in the future, uh, if I do at all, I want to sort of just, you know, just tell the long story short, basically. I, I don't want to go deep into it anymore unless needed, of course. Um, so basically, that's why this is here. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here sharing uh, this story, I guess. So sit back. Relax and listen to me being sad, I guess. I don't know. So basically, yeah, I'm sad. And I'm sad because not really because I'm heartbroken, but mostly because I'm heartbroken. Sort of something like that. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. But long story short, there's this girl that I like. Uh, and we've been there for each other for six years. Uh, I consider her my best friend. I've told her everything. We tell each other everything, and we've been there for each other uh, through the thick and thin. I gambled, and she said no, and it's okay. And I'm not really sad that she said no, because I kind of expected it. By saying no, I mean like uh, no to dating me, by the way. I'm more sad that I feel like I'm getting replaced. I feel like, you know, we've been there for each other for a very, very long time. I grew very attached, and she... You're very attached, I guess, maybe. Hey, so this is me uh, from the future, just editing and sifting through everything. And I just wanted to add a disclaimer here. Just a quick one to say that everything that I say here is very surface level and not the full story. And aside from that, it's only my perspective as well. She has her own perspective, but we've sort of discussed a bit of it. And of course, I don't want to go into details because it's to respect my privacy and her privacy and things like that. Not just that, but she's a great person, an amazing woman, doing very well for herself. And I'm very, very happy for her. And none of this is to put her into a bad light. I could never do that to her and I could never do that to anyone I care about as well. So this is just, you know, it's really just for me to let things out. And talk about things that I really thought about uh, and the things that I've really reflected on. So there's no like ill intentions to put her in a bad light or anything. So I just wanted to put that out there. And anything I say here is probably pretty much just surface level. Just take it with a grain of salt. Just for context, I guess. I had my own faults. She had her own faults. I feel like I did. I feel like I had more faults than she did. But it wasn't perfect as all things are, right? So... Yeah, that's just a disclaimer. Now we go back to everything else. Okay, thanks. Going back. Uh, again, we've been there for each other for like six years. Very, very long time. That's one fourth of my entire life. It's wild, you know? She's been there for me through everything. I've been there for her through everything. And then now it just feels like I'm not going to be a part of it for a very long time. Like, I feel like I, I, I've always wanted to be uh, the one that she can, like, 
go to for anything if there's any problems. But at this point, I feel like I'm not going to be that person anytime soon. Maybe like, I don't know, in a few years, maybe, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's sad. It's really sad, you know. I, I, I always thought of her as the person for me who I can go to for anything and everything. And right now, at this point, it's been like, what, three weeks in. And I still feel the same way. I, can, I, I feel like I can still tell her things, but it's sad when it's not reciprocated, right? So it's, it's, it's the feeling of getting replaced by someone else is kind of sad. And it makes me sad. And that's really what makes the saddest part, I guess. The heartbreak was additional for sure. But I feel like the, get, the feeling of getting replaced is honestly much worse for me. Because I've always just wanted to be there for her for a very long time. And I will get into details of that later. So this happened like three weeks ago, I think, or a month ago already. And I genuinely feel like I know what it's like to be in a sort of depressed state. I'm a very, very happy person and I'm very, very stable. As much as I would like to think, I am very stable. For most of part of my life, I guess, I feel like I was. I really felt like when this first happened, the first three days, literally, I felt like I was depressed. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I didn't want to wake up either because when I tried to sleep, all I could think about was her. When I wake up, all I could think about was her and I didn't want to do that so I just tried to force myself to sleep. During the day, I couldn't work because all I could think about was her. I was literally the most anxious I've ever been in my entire life. You know, what was I thinking about? You know, I was thinking about all the what ifs, right? I was thinking about what if this happened? What if that happened? What if she comes back? What if she doesn't come back? I was thinking about all these things and it was very, very tiring and very, very taxing. And it was really, really hard for me to just do anything in general. I lost 10 pounds in two weeks because it was that unhealthy. Aside from that, I also now understand the effect of music to sad people. At first, before this happened to me, I enjoyed music for how it sounds. And I never really understood like all these sad songs of Adele, of Taylor Swift. I never understood them, right? I never, I never understood them because I never, I don't know, I never could relate. I just felt like, oh, they're just being sad. I don't like it. But now I do. Like I genuinely do understand what they're saying. And I relate to it. And now I know why people are like, oh, your song has comforted me when I was sad and things like that. Because it was the same for me. Like Now I understand what people are talking about when it comes to these types of things. And it's very, very surprising. Like, I was very surprised that music could do that to me. The one, the, the one song that I found that I related to the most was um, Out of Time by The Weeknd, which is relatively new. At first, I was like, wow, this song is so cool. It's so funky. Then, and then... I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, this song is so sad because I relate to it. It goes, say I love you, girl, but I'm out of time. Say I'm there for you, but I'm out of time. Say that I'll care for you, but I'm out of time. Said I'm too late to make you mine, out of time. So basically, he's just saying he was too late. And I feel the exact same way. And I pretty much relate to this almost like one-to-one. And there's a lot of other songs as well. I was listening to a lot of Keshi. I was listening to a lot of Daniel Caesar. I was listening to a lot of Adele. And it was very comforting. And it was a very good way to sort of distract myself from what was 
what I was thinking about and what was what I was anxious about. And the songs are good too. So like, you know, it's very funky. But I was so sad because I couldn't enjoy my K-pop because I was so sad. Like I really needed something that I could relate to or something. I don't know, but I'm listening to K-pop again now and I'm happy. Not really, but I'm happy about that. I think another reason why I got really sad was because I was very attached to her. And I think she was also very attached. But I think she let go a lot earlier. She was the only one I talked to every day. I would tell her everything. And she would tell me, I guess almost everything. I don't know. But I told her everything I could. Um, and the things that I thought that she would like. Things that I would share. like all the, all the small things that I found really funny throughout my life. I would always tell her. You know, she would tell me things as well. But I don't know. I guess it, it wasn't this, to the same degree. Um, I guess it was at some point for sure, but later on, it really, I think, dwindled down. For her, at the very least. Aside from that, you know, aside from the fact that this was happening to me, I feel like another thing that she told me as well, and something that I it took a while for me to realize, was that uh, her happiness was my happiness. I not lived to make her happy, but I really tried my best to make her happy. Because to me, um, whenever I was able to make her happy, that would make me happy. And genuinely, I, I, I think that. Like, I genuinely like making people happy. But, you know, with that, I think I was too attached that I sort of just, like, you know, lost myself when she left. I was very set on her being the one, you know, as young love is. Another thing that kind of made me sad was that I feel like she's doing a lot better than I am. Like, I feel like I'm just someone that can be tossed to the side to her. As much as she said it's hard for her to do that, I feel like it's easier to say those types of things um, than actually doing it, right? But I feel like I'm someone that can, like, at this point in her life, that she can really just put to the side because of our situation, which I'll go into later. It, those are sort of the, some of the things that made me sad. The feeling like she's doing a better part, kind of, it, it's kind of a selfish thought. I feel really bad when I say that because I, of course I want her to be happy and I'm very happy at how she is now, but yeah, it's, it, it, makes me, it, it makes me sad that it doesn't affect her as much as I do. But you know, I'm in a happier place now. I'm still sad, but I'm in a happier place. Um, I'm much better than I was three weeks ago, for sure. I'm a lot better now. I'm very happy. My days are a lot better. I'm able to get by it a lot easier. I don't, um, I don't think about her too much. And, you know, some days are harder than others, but I'm doing all right. So why am I doing this, right? Because I want to I wanna share, like, you know, what helped me get through everything, just so people know. Because I'm still sad, but I am better. And coming from a place of like being really sad and people telling me that it's going to be okay. It's hard, you know, it's hard to believe those types of things. It's like going to take a very long, like, you know, it's going to take a very long time for sure, but it's hard to live through it. Or I don't know, you know, it, it, when things, people say things get better, it takes a while and it's very, very hard to do. Like all we want to do is fast forward, but I'm here at the three-week mark, just to show you that, you know, it does get better. Although it is relative to some people. Um, I mean, it is relative in general, but 
you know, I'm just here because I want to show you, that, you know, these are what helped me get better and I am doing better and we will get better together. So first, what did I do? For what did I do? What did I do? The first thing I did was I talked to one of my closest friends about it. It was three days of pure anxiousness, sadness, anger, disappointment, all of these negative emotions for three days straight. It was horrible, dude. I, it was the worst three days of my life. Honestly, the worst week of my life. But when I did tell my friend, it really helped me get things out and air things out. Before I did tell them, like, as a person, I'm not someone who really opens up about anything. I'm the type of person that really tries to keep things within, you know, certain groups, right? So, for example, if I had a girlfriend now, if we had an argument, I would be the type to like to keep that argument between ourselves. Um, I wouldn't want to get other people involved. I don't want to go to my friend and be like, oh, she said this, what do I do? Or, oh, she said this, what do you think? Is she correct? Is she not correct, right? I'm not the type of person to do that because I feel like, especially when it comes to relationships, and I guess just in general, like I would want to sort of resolve conflict with one another, right? Like with, with each other. Whoever's involved, I want it to be between us. But I get the whole point now of sort of opening up to people because it's very helpful, especially when you don't really have people to talk to, right? So I told my friend about it. And he was very understanding and, and listening, like, very intently. And I was very grateful for that. He was the first person I told, and I genuinely felt a huge load being lifted off me as soon as I told him. Uh, obviously, I was, like, still sad, but... I was able to speak my mind about a lot of things and I was able to get a lot of things off my chest, for sure. And it was very, very helpful. And I'm very, very grateful for those types of things. I really feel bad because I feel like I've just been, that's all I've been talking about the past two weeks or whatever, not the past two weeks, but whenever I see someone new, that's all I talk about. And I'd feel so bad because, you know, I don't like talking about myself and especially I don't like talking about myself when it's sad. Um, I just feel like it's it takes up I don't know, it's a lot of negative, negative energy, and I don't like that negative energy. Aside from him, you know, I told a bunch of other people, a bunch of friends I hold close to me and I, I consider very, very dear to my heart and close to my heart, and some of the friends that I really do consider as some of my closest friends uh, for life, for sure. And, you know, they're all very supportive and very helpful to me, and I'm very, very grateful for all of them. So, you know, if you are feeling sad, I think, you know, tell your friends or tell someone. Go talk, figure, like, get an outlet, you know. Talking talking for me is the best outlet. That's why I'm here as well, because, you know, I like talking. And this podcast is sort of an outlet for me as well. I also told my mom. My mom and I actually aren't very close. You and my dad, we're not very close. But I did tell her this because I was really, I was really struggling and I really needed help and my mom's comfort is always the best comfort for me, even though I, I, don't, um, I don't show it often. So next, you know, I also picked up some new hobbies. Um, I don't really want to go into specifics, but I did try to pick up new hobbies just to you know, keep myself busy. Um, because as I said earlier, I really couldn't do anything because I was so anxious. Like I would work and then 
I would stop working after like 10 minutes and then I'd walk around the house because I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. It was really bad. So I sort of just found hobbies to do and found things to do. And it's been working out. At first, I did it because I needed something to do and I needed to fill the time because I had a lot of free time. And I had, and that free time was being used because, and that free time initially was being used because I was just thinking about the whole situation again and again and again. Um, this free time was pretty much made because I, I, I was very lonely. I wasn't really talking to anyone. I wouldn't really have anything on my mind. So that's what, that's where this free time came from. Did these things to fill in that time to get away from the whole thinking and all that stuff. But now I'm doing it because I want to do it in this free time. Not because I want to get away from something, right? So I think that's a very big development for me. Another thing, I kept going out literally like for two weeks straight. I went out every single day and it was good for me, but bad for my wallet because I kept spending and I don't want to do that ever again. If you know me, I hate going out. I do not enjoy going out. I want to be at home and I want to just chill and I don't want to go out. I don't want to party. I don't want to go to a bar. I really just don't want to do all of these things. But I did. Well, I didn't go to a bar, but I would go out and see friends. And it was very, very tiring for two weeks straight. I was already so tired. I don't know how people do it all the time, but I was so tired. And now I'm sort of at this point where I'm like, I just want to relax and rest and just sleep because I'm so tired. Going out, you know, keeping yourself busy. Very, very good things to do for sure. Aside from going out and doing all these things, right? So with that, aside from the going out, I want to go back to the talking to my friends and talking to my family and stuff like that. Because when I talk to them, they raised a lot of interesting points and a lot of interesting food for thought that I had to think about. That are some things I never realized. So the first thing was from my mom. And she asked me that if I only liked her because it was only her this whole time. So I thought about it and I realized that that wasn't really the case. Like I genuinely liked her and I genuinely loved her. Not just because it was her, because it, it wasn't even her the whole time. Like I had met so many people in that six year time frame and she was there throughout the whole thing. And I realized that she was really the one that I wanted to try to settle, settle down with, I guess, and like really build a relationship with and like do everything with, literally everything. Like go out of town, go on dates, do all these things. I wanted to do so many things together with this girl. Like going through those many years, I've met so many people and I realized there was really no one else that talked to her. And even if a girl came along, it's like, wow, this girl's really, really you know, pretty, really, really successful. I'd be like, nah, I like this girl more because another thing is like, I was very committed as well. I, a lot of people say like romance is not just a feeling, but a commitment, right? You know, so Shemper, I take that to heart and I was very committed to this girl as well. I was very committed in like building our relationship to the best it can be. And yeah, that's pretty much why I, I, I thought that it wasn't just because it was her. Another one that my friend mentioned was that 
the whole best friend thing. Because I, I consider her my best friend. I really do. Because I could tell her everything. She could tell me everything. Uh, maybe not now. Like, we can't tell each other everything now because we're kind of in a weird spot. But, you know, during those times, we were there for each other for everything, you know? I've seen her at her worst. She's seen me at not my worst because this is my worst. But she's seen me at like where I've sort of struggled and I've been there for her when she's been doing really well which is like literally like a few weeks ago a few months ago like re- literally now is her best the best time of her life and I'm very very happy for her um like genuinely like she's making new friends she's having fun at work she's being very successful at work especially and I'm genuine genuinely very happy at where she is right now because honestly she deserves all the happiness in the world because you know she's she's been through a lot and i'm sad that i'm not there to be a part of what supposedly is the happiest part of her life i guess at the moment yeah it's it's a little bit sad that i'm not there but if you know that's what it makes her happy uh then it's okay my friend asked me if do I really think she was my best friend or was it like a best friend that was tainted by romance, that sort of thing. And that I think was a little bit of a harder pill to swallow, right? Because I did like her through all those like six years. Like, that, uh, probably that whole time I liked her. And it probably wasn't the same for her, but I I do see both sides of the coin. Like I do see the point of saying that in my perspective, it wasn't the best friend, the best friendship, whatever, not being tainted by romance. Because, you know, we were there for each other. Um, even when we weren't together, we were still talking and, you know, still there for each other all the way. And I see the side that is also tainted as well because you could always argue that no, you were only there because you expected something more and because you really liked her as well and you really wanted to stay. So I can sort of see that and it's sort of hard for me to accept to say that because I do consider her my best friend. I mean, that's what I'm saying now, but who knows down the line, right? Um, Maybe she thinks differently, but yeah. I, I kind of see where he's coming from. Um, so, yeah. I just do hope, you know, we do stay friends. But anyway, that's another thing. The next one is another thing that my friend told me. We were talking about it the other day because we had very, not similar situations, but we were both problematic in the same way, I guess. When he broke up with his ex-girlfriend, he realized that he was also very clingy and very attached to this girl. And I was the same. Uh, he did a lot of things for this girl. I did a lot of things for my significant other. And we expected them to do the same. Or not the same, but even just a little bit, right? But it wasn't, that wasn't the case. And he made this analogy. And he realized that, um, let's say he has this cup. This, the cup is him. When he was with this ex-girlfriend, his cup was filled with mostly this girl. He would do everything for this girl. He would do so many things for this girl that he would have 
very, very little part for himself. But now, now that, you know, now that he's a little bit okay, uh, not a little bit okay, now that he's fine, not even a little bit okay, he's totally fine. But he realized that in this cup, most of it is filled with things that he wants to do. And then like a tiny part and excess uh, goes towards um, the significant other. So that was really enlightening for me, sort of. Because to me, before he told me that, uh, I was, my mind was always like, I need to please this girl for her to stay with me. Um, I was always scared that if I didn't show any presence, she would just leave me just like that. That was my biggest fear. My biggest fear was that if I stopped trying, or not stop trying, if I stopped like talking or stuff like that, that she could just be like, oh, okay, I found someone better and that we're not friends anymore. Or I don't know how to explain it, right? I just felt like she would leave me if I wasn't like, or not leave me, but I, I feel like she would forget about me if I didn't show presence and things like that, right? Um, but what he told, what he made me realize was like, I can still be that for her while doing a lot of things for myself as well. Like I can do things a lot, I can do a lot of things for myself and still give a lot of excess and a lot of time to my significant other. Uh, not necessarily this girl, but anyone moving forward. And I think that was very helpful for me to sort of come to terms with everything. And lastly, last, the last thing that my friend told me was like, uh, he asked me, you know, do you still think deep down, like, do you still hope that she'll come back? And without a doubt, I said, yes. Like, no hesitation. I, I said, yeah, definitely. I still do hope. This is like, I don't know, last week, a few days ago. I do hope. I don't hope a lot. Like, it's not a big amount, but like genuinely deep, 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 deep down. I do hope she'll come back. Of course, like, I'm not going to do anything to make that happen. Like, definitely. But I feel like just knowing myself as a person, I do hope. I will always hope in some form. Who Honestly, who knows? But at this point, I still do hope that she'll come back. We're like three weeks in, right? It's like three weeks. So it's not that long. Um, but probably, I feel like probably a year or until like I meet another girl that's, I don't know. I feel like I'll always have that small glimmer of hope that she'll come back, right? But I've also come to terms with the fact that she might not. Yeah, so I'm just, yeah, deep, 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 deep down inside, I really hope. And I feel like that's going to stay there for a very, very long time. But you know, who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Because anything can happen in the next few years, right? So those are some of the interesting things that my friends told me. Now, you know, I, I did a lot of reflecting myself and I did think of a lot of things that helped me come to terms with it. And I think one of the most important ones was that I realized that we're sort of both in different parts of our lives in terms of like friendships. Um, I'm sort of at a point where I've made a lot of friends already and I know my inner where my inner circle of friends are. I know who to go to for what. I know who to go to for a good time. I know who I can go to for like emotional conversations. I, can, I know who I can go to for like sports. I know I can do this and I, I can do that. 
I'm already at the point where in terms of friends, it's hard for me to make new friends because I'm very set on who my friends are going to be for the next how many years to come, right? Anyone else, it's going to be very hard for them to get really close to me, essentially. Like, I already have my closest friends there and it's very hard to, like, add into that. You know what I mean? So, like, any new friend of mine is going to be just a friend, like a surface-level friend. And if anything, like, a few of them will probably get in the, like, inner circle part, right? So... That's where I'm at. And I was thinking like for her, obviously just speculation, but I realized that she sort of never had the experience of making a lot of friends. Well, not making a lot of friends, but I feel like now for her, she's at that point where she's trying to figure out her inner circle of friends and make, and she's sort of exploring and making friends and figuring and figuring out who to go to for what. Because I've already went through that and... I've already like figured it out and she's sort of um, starting that and it's great you know honestly like I'm genuinely happy for her that she's doing that and she's making a lot of friends and figuring out things and figuring out herself and you know she's doing well and I'm very happy uh, but yeah that's the thing right we, we we're both in very different parts I was ready to like commit and you know, not settle down, but, you know, develop the relationship or our friendship, the, whatever, whatever we were into the best version it can be. Um, but she was at the point where she's like, I'm making friends and this is my life and I'm happy. And I'm like, okay, you know, do your thing. Have fun. Bye-bye. As much as I didn't want to do that, I had to do that, right? I mean, I mean, not as much I didn't want to do that. I mean, like, I didn't want to leave, right? I didn't want to leave her, right? basically. But, but I did leave. Or I, she made, anyway. <laughs> basically, I'm not there anymore. Or I'm not there for now. I don't know. Who knows, really? But, yeah, we're at sort of different points in our lives. And it's okay, right? Um, you live and you learn. And I think another thing that I realized was that I think that I did love her a lot for sure. Like romantically, I loved her a lot. I still love her in some form and I think I will always love her in some form or another. You never really have to love someone in a romantic way all the time. Like you can love your friends, you can love your family, you can love everyone, right? Um, so for her, you know, I did love her a lot for sure. Um, I still do love her as a friend, but I don't know, maybe down the line, we don't talk, but I can still love her as an employee because she's doing very well and she makes me do, uh, not she makes me, but when I look at her um, within like the past how many months and how well she's doing, it just makes me want to do better as well. Um, I love how she is as a daughter. Um, she's a very, very uh, lovely daughter to her parents and it's great. And you know, I can love her from afar. I can love her from all of these forms. And I think, I think I will always love her in some shape or form. It might not be in a romantic way, and that's okay. But you know, I do miss her a lot. Like genuinely. Um, sometimes I wonder how she's doing. 
and yeah i mean it is three weeks in right so of course makes sense but yeah i do miss her a lot and i hope she's doing well she probably is you know i don't know so i think that's all the things that i pretty much learned from myself from my friends from this whole situation um it is again three weeks in so it's not very long or three three four weeks in almost a month probably and i'm doing better so i just wanted to really say thank you to my friends if they are whoever is listening to this and you are one of those people that did listen to me rant and vent and talk about this whole thing in length i appreciate you a lot and i love you all very very dearly like genuinely i really need your help and i'm glad that you let me reach out to you and you gave me some of your time because i know you guys are busy with your own lives and i'm very thankful so if any of you are in the same sort of state that i am and whatever right in whatever situation just let me know please uh, i want to be there for you the way you were there for me and even if you weren't there for me i want to be there for you because i want you to be better and i want i know how it feels to sort of be alone and be alone with your thoughts and it's not that great like i really want you know i want you to be okay and i'll take you out we'll go out do stuff whatever you want i'll be there so yeah i'm very grateful for you guys thank you so much anyway i think that's pretty much it you know i just again i wanted to do this thing as sort of a final chapter to the book that is this very very long six years um yeah the final chapter of book one maybe there's a book two book three four i don't know man but yeah this is gonna be the last time i'm gonna talk about this to this extent um i'm sure i missed a lot of things um i'm sure there was a lot of things that i i would have wanted to talk about but you know there's always next time i hope if you are listening to this and you're having a struggle not having a great time um i just want you to know it gets better um this is from a perspective of someone who is still sad but feeling a lot better while being sad it does get better i mean i don't know how long it'll take for you but it will get better when you're at rock bottom there really isn't anywhere to go but up it's a hard lesson but it's a good thing to look at thank you for listening any one of you listening you guys are awesome i do not probably will not know who you are but you're good i'm good we're good we're gonna be okay life is okay be with your friends be with your family have a great time live a happy life you deserve all the happiness in the world and i hope that you're doing good